agent today. Second round of the Big Ten Tournament today in Chicago. Iowa plays Ohio State this afternoon with the winner advancing to play Michigan State tomorrow. Iowa State is matched up against Baylor in the Big 12 Tournament quarterfinals today. Cyclones were 2-0 against the Bears this season. The Jets are reportedly optimistic about their chances of closing a deal to acquire Aaron Rodgers as conversations continue with the Packers regarding potential compensation. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Miller and Condon, hour number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until 1 o'clock, still to come in about half an hour. Ben Gislason, the voice of the Iowa Wild. We'll do a little AHL talk as they, the Wild finally return home. The Wolves snuck in for a game, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. It's for one game and yeah, then right. right back out with all the tournaments going on. But we'll talk to Gislason. They got a big weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. Um... Let's get to John Bowencamp, shall we? He's in the bowels of the United Center. Is he really nice for him? We've got Rutgers in Michigan there at halftime of that one. Then 25 minutes or so after that game concludes, we'll see the Hawks in Ohio State. John Bowencamp, good to speak with you. I saw that when you checked in. Now, i got to ask you, is, this, is it true? Sure. You turned on your television set in your hotel room and in Chicago, and the fugitive was on? Yes, that you couldn't have scripted it any <laughs> right. better. That's unbelievable. Because I am planning, if I'm still here on Saturday, I am going to go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Are you? And I am gonna, I am gonna try to do a Richard Kimball walk through the parade. That's you know? awesome. That was such a good movie. And what? Uh, how many years ago was it that the uh, the Big Ten football media days were at the Hilton that it actually was filmed at? How many years ago was that, John? Oh my, ten, eight. I was going to say it was probably 2012, 2013. Maybe it was 14, because I remember Susan was with me. So Susan Danko used to work for, work yeah. for me. Um, she was with me. So it would have been, I would have been one of those years. So, of course, I couldn't resist the whole day just tweeting out, you know, fugitive references uh-huh. throughout the whole thing. So, um, you know, it was a historic moment for me. So, you know. I got it. Absolutely. Well, good stuff. Well, what um, what can you tell us? Is there a lot of black and gold in the building, or what are you seeing so far? You know, I haven't seen a whole lot of people. Now, granted, I haven't really looked at what kind of is behind me. I'm courtside, by the way. Oh, um, and almost nice. court, by the way. So um, I haven't really looked wow. behind me. What I, I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of people. Now, I'm sure they'll probably be here at some point. But, um, you know, right now it's just pretty much Michigan Rutgers people here. But I would imagine there'll be a decent crowd. I mean, it's, you know, they always bring a good contingent. And, I mean, there's a lot of Chicago fans that are, you know, Chicago people who are Iowa fans, Iowa alumni, whatever. So I, I think they'll probably get a pretty decent crowd today. So will you be in the TV seats, John? Do we look for you at a timeout or anything? And possibly. Okay. I, I may just run over and wave, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you want me to. Uh, so. If you could. Uh, but, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm kind of to the right, or I should say to the TV left that. So but I'm still right, like I said, almost center court. So that's cool, so, you know. Storyline going into this one, as I saw the practice photos from Chicago as the team got there the other day, was 
the crappy Wilson basketball, that bright mm. orange basketball that looks like something you'd use on the blacktop, not inside of a gym. <laughs> they used it last year, the NCAA tournament. That was one of the excuses. It was also the same ball that was used in Iowa's road games at Wisconsin and Northwestern. Uh, any buzz, any talk about that going into this one? And Iowa trying to figure out how to shoot that orange pumpkin. Well, I know that I know they said this week that they were going to be using it, that they were going to be practicing with it. And, I mean, it, it is different. I mean, I saw it. Um, Western Illinois uses it. And so I say, and it is amazing the different look at it. Like you said, it's a little bit of a brighter orange. It's got a different, you know, texture to it. I call it a skin. You know, it's got a different skin to it. But, I mean, it's a, it's a different ball. And, I mean, I think, you know, for a lot of guys, I think that can be a problem, you know, if, if, if you're not used to it. I think it's, you know, and I think it's, I think it's a problem they've run into. Now, is some of it in their head? Probably. But um, at the same time, I do think it has been kind of an issue. Interesting. So, John, did you go over to the United Center last night and watch uh, uh, the, the opening round of the, of, of the uh, two, uh, two games last night? Did you get over and see Ohio State uh, hold on uh, over Wisconsin? No, I saw watched on TV, though. And, I mean, it, you know, again, it's, you know, Ohio State's, you know, they're playing with house money right now. Yeah. I mean, it's like they have nothing to lose in this tournament. I mean, this is, this is basically, this is their tournament when you think about it. And, um, so, I mean, that, that makes them a dangerous team today, I think, for Iowa. You know, they've already got a game now. They've already survived. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a big lead. I mean, they just dominated Wisconsin for the first half and, and the early part of the second half and then kind of let it get, you know, let it get away from them. But, so, I mean, they're going to come in with some momentum here. I think there's no doubt about that. And, you know, so Iowa's got to be careful. You can't let them get, you can't let them get confident early, I don't think. Because, I mean, if you let them get a big lead on you or, you know, or even, a, you know, even, even a small lead and make shots, if you give them opportunities and let them feel confident, that's, that's the last thing you want to do right Iowa ran away. Their pressure caused some problems. We saw the pressure of Wisconsin yesterday and what that did. And it's just so crazy because without Zed Key, outside when they got to have that big freshman out there, I mean, a lot of times they're playing five guards. How could Ohio State not handle pressure? It, it was one of the most confounding things that you see with, you think you got four or five guards out there, you'd be fine, but that's not been the case for the Buckeyes. Yeah, and, it, and it, you saw, like you said, you saw that last night. You saw it a little bit in Iowa City and in the way Iowa played them there. So you know that's how Iowa's going to play them early on. The one thing that you can't let, again, go back to what I was saying earlier, you can't let them get a lot of easy baskets early. Right. I mean, you're gonna if you can if you can get a lot of turnovers early, get a comfortable lead. I think I think you put them away, and I, I think you make it a fairly easy game. But the longer if you let them if you let them break, you're gonna have to be really good on defense. So if you let them break that press, and you let them get easy baskets. That's just gonna add to the momentum that they've got from last night. Yeah, you just wonder when, the, if uh, the fatigue will set in for Ohio State because they finished what, like eight thirty last right. night thereabouts, and back on the floor at one thirty today. By the way, Iowa State thirty one, uh, better tied up thirty one apiece uh, with four twelve. So, uh, how big of a factor, um, John, in your experience, is this quick turnaround for the Buckeyes? Will we perhaps notice it uh, as the game goes well into the second half? Yeah, and that's why I think you want to really you want to really pressure them. I think yeah. you want to really yep. control the tempo of the game. You don't again go. You don't want to let them control the tempo, you know, because because they're going to want it. They're going to want to go deep into their bench. They're going to want to do different things, but they're also not going to want to make mistakes. And so, if you if again if you can wear them down a little bit, that fatigue from last night will become a factor. 
because like you said, it's a quick turnaround. I mean, they probably didn't get out of here till you know, nine thirty, seven sure. o'clock back to your hotel. You're, you're, you know, you're meeting about, and then all of a sudden you're up again this morning and you're on your way over here. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to be able to do some things to them. Really, really, like I said, really get the momentum away from them and, and put a lot of pressure on them early on. So, a year ago, they're the five seed, you know, faltered at times, and, and though they played well down the stretch, I didn't see anybody pick them to win the Big Ten tournament, winning four games in four days. Same thing here, lost to Nebraska. Anybody that was jumping on that bandwagon after the Indiana game came crashing right back off of it. Do you hear any buzz, both in, in the regional, national media that are there? Anybody expecting this Iowa team to get on another run like they did a year ago? No, and I, 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 mean, I think that's good for them. I mean, I, I think... You know, I think I think everybody recognizes this is a team that can do this. I mean, you think about this is pretty much the same team as last year. You don't have you, obviously you don't have Keegan Murray, but Chris is in a bigger role. You know, and some other guys have played better this year. Kind of what I said this team was going to be. So, but they've been through it before. They know what it takes to go. You know, from from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, the difference is last year they came in. You know, having won eight of their last ten games. This year. It's, you know, are eight of their last nine, basically, and then now all of a sudden you're five and four coming in over the last nine. So they don't have quite the momentum, and that's why I think some people maybe have overlooked them and think maybe it's a team that probably isn't going to get past tomorrow if they win today. So, I mean, they, again, there isn't a lot, a lot of people think, you know, thinking about them, but this is a team that can do some things if they make shots, if they can do, you know, even play decent defense. Uh, Purdue is the betting favorite uh, in this tournament, John. They've been like a lot of teams in the Big Ten, right? Kind of hot and cold. Some nights you think, boy, this team is really going to be, you know, this will be the team from the Big Ten that's going to make a Final Four type run. Uh, it depends, obviously, on the on the young guards, we think. But uh, if not Purdue, who you kind of got your eye on, John? You know, I, I would have said Northwestern, and then I didn't think they played that well Sunday night. Yeah, against Rutgers. Um, but yeah, I still, I, I, I still, I still think that's probably your number two. I mean, I, I really like how they've played this year and and how they've played down the stretch. Um, you know, but again, you know, this tournament is. Just, I mean, all these teams are so weird. Everybody's been so inconsistent. Nobody has been able to string together. I mean, Northwestern's probably been the closest outside of Purdue to stringing together a long run without a clunker in there somewhere. So you know, it's just. I think it's just it's going to be if somebody's going to challenge Purdue, it's going to be somebody that just all of a sudden grabs some momentum mm-hmm. today or tomorrow and and carries that into the weekend. Purdue, your regular season champion, they're the betting favorite to cut down the nets. When you look forward to the NCAA tournament, take Purdue out of the equation. I don't think they got a deep run in them, but them aside, I don't think they do either. Who else <laughs> can make a run even to not even a Final Four, Elite Eight? Is there anybody that you like out of this Big Ten? Because I'm struggling right now to find another team. Indiana Times, but then we saw what Iowa did against them. Michigan State, right. maybe. Who do you like, if anybody, to make a deeper run? I think Indiana, just because I think kind of the stars they have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, let's face it. You know, starting next week, it's all about the stars. I mean, the guys that that can carry you. Even even when you look at like if a 12 seed upsets the five, the 12 seed always has that guy that's really really good. So I think it all comes back to who has the stars. And I think Indiana, you know, Trace Jackson Davidson is as good as anybody in the country. Yeah. And so, so that can kind of that can kind of get you through some stretches that, you know. So I, I think maybe they're, they're one that, that might be able to get to the second weekend. But I, I could also see every one of them getting in being gone by Sunday night. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just going to be, 
it's going to be that kind of tournament. And if any of them have to play Oral Roberts, they're not going to win because I'm on that Oral Roberts bandwagon. Are you? How about Drake as yeah. the 12? And, and that's another one I'd be really yeah. scared of. Uh, I mean, they're, they're so, yeah. Anyway, all right. Who are who? Uh, what uh, teams get to go to Chicago? Truly on the proverbial bubble, that need a win or two. Um, I, I think Michigan might be one of those teams. Who's who resides on that bubble talk right now from the Big Ten? I think Michigan's one. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think the winner. I think the loser of this game is in really serious trouble. Um, and and I think Rutgers, I think Michigan. You mean, yeah. Yeah, yep. and and so I think that's that's it, it, you know so I mean there's going to be some teams today that get dumped that I think put themselves into a situation that they don't want to be in right now with the committee, and so I mean in Iowa's case I, I mean I'm 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 pretty sure they're in, but I don't think you want to have a really bad game today. You know I think you want I think you want to play well today and, and show the committee. I don't I don't think you ever want to give the committee anything to doubt you on in this final weekend. Interesting. Hey, a, a quick look forward. If Iowa does get past Ohio State, it'll be Michigan State. We know the craziness that happened in Carver a couple weekends back. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. What would that rematch look like? You know, I, Michigan State obviously be ready, but you could argue the wrong team won both of the games in the matchups between Iowa and Michigan State this year. I think right. Iowa should have won that one in Breslin, and obviously Michigan State should have won in Carver. How does the rematch look, the, the rubber match between the two? Yeah, and, and that'll be a really interesting game tomorrow. I mean, if that's what it is. Um, I, cause like I said, I, Michigan State really took control of that game in Iowa City in the second half until that last minute and a half. And, and I'm sure that, that still is kind of on their mind a little bit that they really let that one get away. And they're going to be a lot more conscious, I think, of Iowa's guards after that. And so, I mean, I, I think it becomes a very tough game for Iowa tomorrow because I think, I think Michigan State really goes after them defensively. When's that game scheduled to tip if indeed Iowa does advance? Do you know, John, do you have the bracket in front of you? Same time. Same time. Same time. It'll okay. be one thirty. Yeah, it'll be one thirty somewhere around there tomorrow. So um, which is fine. That's, that's how the schedule should be. Yeah. It should be Could, for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here in the early evening. Uh, plenty of time to write, get your get that uh, taken care of and get out and enjoy the windy city, right? Exactly. What's on the menu? What what do you hit up? What are you going to hit up while you're in Chi Town? Uh, I don't know yet. There's a there's a Ditkas by our hotel, oh, and, the... I, I may, and I may have to hit Ditkas tonight or tomorrow. A little so, steak. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a steak last night when I was with a friend of mine. We found a little rest up there in Oak Brook. Had a really good steak, which is what you're going to get when you come up here. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So I'll I'll probably try to find a steak place tomorrow, and I might even just settle for Shake Shack. You never know. <laughs> That's not bad. Either. One extreme to the other. John Bowen Camp. Exactly. Are you there for the AP for Hawkeye Nation? Who are you writing? I'm Hawkeye, Hawkeye Nation tonight, and I'll be AP next week for the Iowa Women. So. Good stuff. Oh, so you're on the Iowa. You're on the Iowa Women beat uh, next week. Good stuff. Yep. So excellent. Well, Did they got a chance at a number one seed. I, I've seen the breakdowns. Jeff Linder of the Gazette has done an incredible job of of all oh, those yes. teams. I, I know maybe this should also matter. Caitlin Clark, don't you want to try to give her the best path possible? I would think so. Is it's a TV show ultimately? There. What do you think their chances are of getting that number one seed? I think really good, and I think it was it was the statement they made by beating Indiana in that regular season finale, and then what they did in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, I mean, you, you go in, you beat Maryland, you, you, you just absolutely dominate Ohio State in that championship game. And I think they really send a statement. The bad thing is, 
is that it, I mean, you're not playing this weekend. You're, you know, the, the committee right. sometimes, you know, you kind of forget about things, you know, but I do think they get a number one seed. Now, whether they get, maybe, maybe if they're the overall two seed and there's a first four game there on Wednesday night, you never know. Um, but, um, which I'm hoping for because it's more money for me. Um, <laughs> yes. but, but, yeah. but, I mean, I, I do think they're going to be a one seed. I really do. And if they're not, they're going to be the first number two seed, I think. Good stuff, John Bowen Campbell, Regent Hawkeye Nation, this weekend at the uh, AP, uh, wherever the AP is published, which is a whole lot of uh, spots uh, next week. Thank you, John. Have you got your Chicago Tribune yet? No, I have not. I could not find it. I, you know how what? I have. i got to find the print. I know now, you do. So. I know yeah, you do. So. And that's yeah. weird that you're having the, you're, I mean, it's the sign of the time. Sadly, yeah. I get it, but you're struck no, of all things is. to struggle to find a Chicago Tribune in Chicago. My God. I know it's, it's weird. Yeah. Know, so really good stuff. Yeah, John. Right. Sign of the times. So, all right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Nope. Appreciate it. John Bowen camp as we set the scene uh, in Chicago. Isn't that weird? Can't a, find a paper, a different world. Isn't it, it really is really and truly is Iowa State's trailing. Uh, inside the final minute, what forty-five seconds left? They're down by three. They have the basketball. No, fifty-two seconds left. When you said that, I'm seven seconds behind. Oh, are you? I looked at your TV and then I looked at my stream here. Well, yeah, then seven uh, second uh, difference. So I'll, I won't spoil it then. Ready? Five, four. Oh, three. it's time. <laughs> uh, Twenty seconds. Good game, Baylor will have up, the huh? last shot. They will hold for the last shot of the first half. Thirty-eight apiece. Let's stay with it here, TZ. Can we, you see my TV? I'm seven can, seconds yeah. ahead of you. They're going to call a timeout, so maybe we should, too. All right. Uh, we will be joined uh, by Ben Gislason at some point. Are you going to make some picks later on? Oh, I got a slew of them. So we, we got three games already in action here. We're, uh, we got Baylor. Okay. You laid the points. Laid four laid and a half. points. Yeah. And not looking great. I laid the points also with Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Rutgers is leading that game after Michigan jumped out to a 9-2 they lead. They clobbered early, right. And Rutgers didn't look like they had a clue. Now those Scarlet Knights are up by three. And I had Wake in the points, and all of a sudden it was tight at the half. They had a heave at the horn. Wake did. I was going to cut it to a three-point game. Waved it off after they knocked it in. And uh, now Miami has opened up a 14-point lead. Mm. We both have our eye on Miami, don't we? I, I think if there is a team uh, in the ACC, yeah. I think that's them. I, I do. Um, Duke's playing better. They are. Duke's playing better. I was surprised they're favored. You're a three seed. You want to see them as a six? No. You're a four seed. You want to see them as a five? Nope. 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 Duke is Duke. Duke is Duke, and they're, they're, that young team is maybe figuring it out. All right, we'll take a time up. By the way, of all the of all the starters on Baylor, Bridges is is sixteen points. What did he have when they played last week? No, let me look. He's got sixteen in the first half today. Last week he had Four. five, five, <laughs> and five, and he's got sixteen in the first twenty minutes. Calcher uh, leading the way for Iowa State. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. iHeartRadio app now. The state tournament update is brought to you by Grinnell Mutual. The semifinals are set for tonight in Class 4A, Game 1, 530. West Des Moines Valley, the number four seed against eight-seeded Pleasant Valley. Then at 715, the Battle of Waukee. Waukee against Waukee Northwest. Winner to play for a state championship. Here both the games on 96.9 The Bull. State tournament updates are brought to you by Grinnell Mutual. Every sunrise offers new opportunities to dream big or to take that next small step. Every sunrise is another chance to build on the one before or to start with a clean slate. 
Because is tomorrow's promise made real. And Grinnell Mutual is tomorrow's promise protected. Trust in tomorrow and contact a Grinnell Mutual agent. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is... If you sell your home instead of running it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today. Or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old All right, stop it, Tom Connors. Must be hockey season on the Miller and Condon radio That's program. That's right. What a great song. It really is. Uh, by the way, before we get to Ben Gislason, the voice of the Iowa Wild, they finally get to return home this weekend. Uh, for a Saturday and Sunday affair. Uh, Iowa State Baylor at the half. Baylor by three. Flagler hit one that would make Caitlin Clark envious from the logo. That was 32 feet? It was a long one. It was. My gosh, to go up by three, 41, 30, but here's the best part of it. Well, maybe not the best part of it, but a part of it. So I asked Trent, 41, 38. Mm Mm-hmm. Trent, what was the halftime number? Two and a half, Baylor. Unbelievable. So if you bet Baylor in the half, you thought you were cooked. Yep. Not even going to get a shot off. Oh. You get the prayer answered, and you run to your app, or you open your app, or run to the window and cash your ticket. So ridiculous. It really is. Isn't betting fun? Hello, Ben Gislason. Long time. How have you been? Hey, Ken, Trent. How are you guys doing today? It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. And that was a little bit of a flashback to my childhood there with stopping Tom Connors driving to the rink with my old man. Yeah, it's for me, watching Hockey Night in Canada, I mean, yeah. just, oh, oh my man. gosh, good stuff. Hey, uh, real quick, before we get into the Iowa Wild, the Minnesota Wild, speaking of Canada, uh, um, up in Winnipeg last night, Kirill Kaprizov is really unfortunate. Logan Stanley, six yeah. foot seven. he's uncoordinated as the day is long. I don't <laughs> think it was purposeful. I, I really don't think there was any intended malice, and I don't think because, I mean, it could have been anybody that, that Logan Stanley was going to run over. Um what have you heard, if anything? I've been searching Twitter. I know Wild fans are on pins and needles because if Kirill Kaprizov is gone, I mean, you hate to say it for any length of time, boy, oh, boy, their chances take a huge hit. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I was watching the game right there with everybody, and as it happened and as you saw him stagger his way off the ice, I think all of our stomachs turned. And um, I, The thing that I'm waiting for that would tell me what to expect is, w- will we get anybody called up? Mm. Um, that that would be my that would be the first sign. I, I I'm I'm going to hear about that before I hear about what the status of right. his injury is. So that's the thing that I'm watching for is if is if anybody goes up from from Iowa here, 
that might not be good news, uh, depending on what, what they've heard back about Kirill up in Minnesota. So that'd be my first sign, but otherwise I haven't seen any injury reports. Uh, they keep that pretty locked up, especially when it's uh, a player of his caliber. So, uh, But we're certainly all definitely waiting and hoping and praying that it isn't anything uh, too long-term. It does seem like he might miss some time based off the way he went off the ice mm-hmm. there and how we all watched that injury happen. And um, But, I mean, the one thing that you do see happen from time to time is uh, you see players where there's suspected knee injuries and you always hold your breath and you hope for a sprain, you hope for just a twist or, or something that's not a tear because obviously whenever a tear happens, right. that's where you're thinking long-term. And so we're hoping that uh, it's maybe just a little bit of a short-term uh, miss of the window. It's a tough time to not have him in the lineup, obviously, but we'll have to wait and see, unfortunately, and I'm waiting and seeing just like the rest of you. What's it like inside the locker room at a place like you're at with the Iowa Wild, knowing that if there is an injury, is, is there a buzz? Is there kind of a quiet calm? I know sometimes it's pretty easy. Somebody gets injured, you know kind of the guy that's going to be called up. But what's it like when they're not exactly sure inside that locker room and knowing that you don't know who it's going to be, but it's somebody going to get the call up to the big leagues? Yeah, it's a fabulous question. Uh, and I would say it depends on who you're asking. For the guys that, that aren't a part of that call-up uh, group, they're probably a little more upset because they know that we're chasing a playoff spot right now, mm-hmm. currently in yeah. one, and, yep. um, and and you know that you're going to end up losing one of your big guns. But then you ask a guy who, you know, maybe uh, whether it's an Adam Beckman or a Sammy Walker um, or uh, a Marco Rossi, those guys might be a little more excited because they know that they might be getting the phone call saying, I'm on my way up. Um, so it, it kind of just depends on who it is, I think. But in general, especially in our team, it's such a good group, and the guys do really pull for each other and cheer for each other. And it's been a pretty steady rotation this season of call-ups. It's not been the same guy every time. Bill Guerin has wanted to get as many of those future NHLers into the lineup as he can throughout the course of the season. We've seen Walker go up. We've seen Beckman go up. Um, you know, Rossi started up there at the beginning of the season. So it's not necessarily, it's funny, every time I see an injury like that happen, I, I take my speculation and I guess, oh, looks like so-and-so's going. I don't think I've guessed right once this season. <laughs> it's been a different player every time. Um, so I, I think it just depends a little bit on who you ask. Um, but uh, there is still that, that feeling where you go, ah, you know, we're, we're in that sprint, we're in that playoff push, and you certainly don't want to lose one of your big guys. But at the same time, you're so excited when you see players sure. get call up call ups like that because it, it, they're living their dream. Yep, sounds like you just got an email in your inbox there. Did that sound? I'm looking to you, yeah. Who knows what that <laughs> right? is, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so just real one more on this, and it's more of a curiosity for me. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm sure you're watching the Minnesota feed last night, LaPanth and company. I was watching the Jets feed. Uh, were they? In, what What was their reaction when it happened? So I actually I I was watching the game with my wife and I had I had it on mute. I gotcha. was not too, I was watching the game but my yeah. wife and I were discussing, we were conversing at the same time. So I I could not get any kind of a, an audio feedback of what happened. I remember I I flashed it on a couple of times trying to get some feedback from it. Every time I turned it on they went to break. <laughs> so yeah. so the last night was not a night where I had the audio going on the game. Um so I did not have any kind of a a breakdown from the the Valley sports crew about what they were saying, but I can only imagine it might've seemed a little bit like a graveyard a little bit. Cause I yeah. speaking from experience on that, um, anytime a player goes down or with the player player of that caliber, I guess for Volstead went down last week and he ended up being fine, but he went down after taking a shot up high. And I remember on the podcast, you just go, oof, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can feel that there's a palpable change in the way your emotions play out on the broadcast. When a player, when any player goes down, let alone a player like that. 
Well, coincidentally or not, uh, those two teams, the Jet, uh, the the Winnipeg Jets and the Minnesota Wild, their AHL teams will collide this weekend in downtown Des Moines. Concert Saturday night. Let's start there. It's a six o'clock puck drop. The Moose in town. Uh, they currently sit in second. The Wild uh, fifth. Uh, right, uh, they're on the precipice of the playoffs. So, uh, tell us about the concert uh, after the uh, after the game. Are tickets available uh, and the playoff push that uh, you guys are currently in the midst of? Yeah, there's so much to be excited about going on downtown right now with the Wild and a playoff push. But yes, Russell Dickerson, uh, I'm not a big country guy, but those on the team who are country guys here, I know they, they when the name came up, they was they said, wow, what a great name to get. Uh, he's an up-and-coming country star. Russell Dickerson will be playing a post-game concert after our Saturday evening game uh, in two days from now. There are still tickets available. There are also still some great platinum packages available, VIP platinum packs, where you get a 100-level ticket with ice suite access, a VIP on-ice pass, all-you-can-eat and drink coupon, and a commemorative lanyard, as well as a limited-edition Russell Dickerson signed souvenir gift. That's a mouthful even for a broadcaster <laughs> like me. Yeah. Uh, it's a great pack. It's a great opportunity to not only come out and see some some terrific hockey and a team that, that Iowa is, has still not crossed off their list of, of chasing. Manitoba mm-hmm. sitting in second place right now, tied with Milwaukee, who Iowa beat a couple of days ago in Milwaukee. Uh, 69 points for the Moose are at 61 for the Wild. So it would be quite a climb, but they could still get there. Iowa has 15 games left, um, and they're right behind Rockford now, too, for that fourth-place spot. And should Iowa uh, uh, flip with Rockford, and if that were to be the series, four versus five with Iowa in fourth place, you'd guarantee yourself two home games to begin the playoffs, which would be super exciting. And I know I'm chomping at the bit to see some playoff hockey at, at yep. Wells Fargo Arena because I've not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't working with the team when they made it a few seasons back. Obviously haven't had playoffs the last couple of seasons. The Wild missed it last year, but they're they're in a really good spot right now. They've got some distance between themselves and the team chasing them for that final playoff spot. So it's looking very, very promising good. that there will be postseason hockey here this year. And a post-game conference, uh, concert coming up after the game on Saturday evening. I've talked to people that have been to those. Say they have a lot of fun. Those post-game conference, uh, concerts are really, really cool. Fill us in on the details. Two-for-one Confluence beers as well until puck drop. Yeah, and there's just a buzz around them, too. And not only that, but it draws an even bigger crowd to the game. Uh, mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for fans to come out and see a great hockey game, but also they can check out the concert, which starts right at the conclusion of the game. The game is at 6 p.m., so that concert should be kicking off 8.30, 9 o'clock, so not too late either for anybody that wants to bring some kids out, too, to grab a, a few songs after the game. But you mentioned it, two-for-one uh, beers as, as well before uh, the game until puck drop starts, also $3 off Saints and Sinners cocktails during the game. Uh, and we're expecting, I, I think, north of 13000 right now. Mm. So it's going to be mm. packed in this building. It'll be energized and this time of year when there's so much at stake, I just think it's going to be a really special evening, and there's so much and so many reasons why we're going to have fun on Saturday night. And um, I mean, for, for me, I just can't wait for the game. For the game. Uh, this time of year, it's just so easy as a broadcaster. to How do you not tie into the passion and the exuberance of the sprint towards playoffs? It's the most wonderful time of the year for me um, in this run towards the playoffs. And then not to mention you got that, the importance of the game, but then a country concert after, it's great. Uh, two on the, two uh, questions on the roster. Uh, Sammy Walker, I watched uh, him when he got his call-up opportunity. You know, I'll, I'll equate it to baseball. It seems like he's 
And I like his game, don't get me wrong, but he's one of those quadruple A guys, right? And maybe for whatever reason just can't uh, make his mark at the, in the NHL, but he's really good in the AHL. Sammy Walker, what's it going to take for him? Because, I mean, you look at that resume, he did everything in the state of hockey in Minnesota. I'd love to see him get a chance. And, and he will. I think the one thing that, that I've learned very quickly in being in the American League now for three seasons is just because a player looks ready from the outside doesn't mean that they are. And Sammy might tell you differently, but he also might tell you not. I think Sammy has even said himself, I remember asking him midway through the season when he had, had really stretched a big lead in the AHL rookie scoring lead, which he still owns, and saying, where do you think you are in the expectations? And he said, I don't think anybody had any for me. Um, and he didn't say that with any malice or anger. I think he didn't know either what he was capable of. And he didn't have the maybe the background that some of the other players had in junior or playing internationally, um, and he went to the University of Minnesota at a time where the Gophers weren't that great of a program, so he didn't carry his team super deep into any deep collegiate playoff runs, but it's been very obvious how quickly his game equates to the pro style. Um, he is electrifying speed. He has a really sneaky good shot. He's one of the best shooters in the American Hockey League. He has one of the best shooting percentages. And I remember thinking at the beginning of the year, guys that have high shooting percentages like that, eventually it ends up turning. Well, it hasn't for him. He's kept shooting at 24% all year long, uh, and that's why he's the leading goal scorer in the American Hockey League amongst rookies, leading point getter. And, and the thing for him, and I remember Tim Army told me this, our head coach early in the season, when I asked about him, what stands out most to you that, isn't as obvious maybe to the layman hockey fan. And he said it's, it's his hockey IQ. And, and, and you know, Kenny, that is something you can't teach. You either have it or you don't. And Sammy Walker has it and his ability to go to goal-scoring areas and put pucks away where other players don't think to go. He finds those soft areas of the ice, which, as we talked about Kirill Kaprizov earlier, that's one of his greatest talents as well, not to mention the speed and the skill and the ability that he has but the hockey IQ that Walker brings to the ice every night seems to be maybe his his greatest, greatest asset. I, I think that really makes him a special player, and um, he, he's still honing his craft here. He did slow down a little bit in February, which it, it, I was talking about it on our broadcast last weekend. Up until this season, the most most games that Sammy Walker had played in a year was 39. He didn't play a long junior season. He hadn't played uh, in major junior hockey. So he'd only played high school and college, and, and he played 39 games at the University of Minnesota. Otherwise, you know, we're, he's well past that now. He just played his 50th game of the year last weekend. He's found his scoring touch again. He has two goals in his last three, four games. Um, you know, he's earned the right to be an option in the Minnesota Wild locker room, and I, I'd imagine he likely will be um, if they need him down the stretch here. He's definitely an option that they'll they'll weigh in on whether or not they need him, and who knows, we may see that sooner than later, depending on what we, we hear from uh, the, the front end on Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, Saturday night, 6 o'clock, concert to follow. Russell Dickerson in concert immediately following the game. So as you mentioned, probably somewhere, eight, probably closer to 9, 8.30, 9 o'clock uh, for that one. Two-for-one Confluence beers. And then the uh, Moose in the Wild will go at it again uh, late in the afternoon on Sunday, 3 o'clock puck drop, Wells Fargo Arena. Ben, uh, thanks for doing this. Look forward to doing this as we make our way to the playoffs. Thanks, Ben Gislason. Good to talk to you. And. 
Indeed. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you, Ben. Get, take care. Ben Gisselson, the voice of the uh, Iowa Wild. Uh, Baylor has uh, opened up a seven-point lead on Iowa. A five-point lead on Iowa State uh, as uh, they are, what, seven? Coming up on the uh, first media timeout, 17 minutes left uh, in the second half. Miller and Condon, Trent's Plays of the Day, Circus Sports Sponsor. Those, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hey, to get started. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He's set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Condon, final couple of minutes here on a Thursday. Jalen Bridges, that we talked about earlier at five last Saturday. Yeah. He's got 25. That's a problem. He set a career high. Mm-hmm, cool. And there's still a whole lot of time left, and Iowa State has fallen behind by eight after the first media timeout, 50 to 42 for Baylor, and Bridges has half of them. Yeah, we all saw that coming. All right, Trent, make us some money, would you please? All right, let's do it. Let's uh, let's go through. We we got nine picks still remaining today. This this is a huge day. Keep an eye out. How much time are you going to need tomorrow? Because there's more basketball tomorrow. There, there is, and we're going to need a slew of it at the end of the program. Okay. So make, make sure you carve out a uh-huh. little bit. <laughs> Excuse Cough me. It up. We're going to be carving things out as we uh, battle through our strep. Got the penicillin going here the last couple of days and try to get right before we leave on Saturday. They actually gave you penicillin? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I needed it. Absolutely needed it. Give me a second. I need to swig. All right. Well, what do we got? Can I update you on any more score? I don't think there. Well, there isn't. They're at uh, timeout. Uh, By the way, Rutgers is pounding Michigan. Yeah, they're up 12 now. Up 12. So... Probably, but my game might start on time because I don't see a lot of media time or a lot of timeouts back and forth down the stretch. Here we go. One o'clock. Seven minutes away. Lay the points with St. Louis, the Billikens. They're one of the favorites in the A-10 coming into the year. Maybe they can figure it out. I'm playing Iowa. Now, I played it last night at two and a half. It's four and a half now. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more tepid at that four and a half number. Loved it at two and a half. Give me the Hawkeyes minus the two in the hook. I've been back and forth on this one. I was on Duke, then I was on Pitt. I locked in Duke last night at five and a half. I saw a seven out there. I almost wanted to middle it mm-hmm. at six and, and hope it ends on, on the yeah. six. Yeah. I, I ultimately do that. I got about a half hour to make that decision. Right now I have Duke in the app. Give me Providence tonight. They're getting seven. I know they got blown out late in the season. I just love Cooley. I'll come conference tournament time. Washington State, they're my buzz team in the Pac-12. I know Oregon. Hey, it's Dana Altman. This is usually the time that they get things figured out. I'm not believing it. Give me Wazoo plus the three this evening. Also Seattle. How many times have I bet the stupid Seattle team in the whack this year? <laughs> I've been on them all year. Let's continue against Grand Canyon here this evening. You know I'm on Penn State. I mean, that's an automatic play. You and Penn State. I can't get over this team. Jalen Pickett, he is my man crush of the basketball season. I love that dude. I'm going to grab him plus the three in the hook. Give me Arkansas minus one and a half tonight. I also have a future on them at 13-1 to to cut down the nets in the SEC. And finish it up late. Give me Utah State. Great computer numbers. Their net is 21 yeah, people still think that they are a bubble team. That will do it for us. Murph and Andy in five minutes. The drive with Heather and Sean from three until six. Enjoy all the games. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.